Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballon in one of the Sunday morning services. This morning, I would like to read a couple of scriptures from John the Gospel, chapter 21. Let's turn our Bibles to John the Gospel, chapter 21. I don't have all the verses on the screen, so you can follow me. John, chapter 21, verses 1 through 14. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and in this way he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathanael of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we are going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? They answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from the land, but about 200 cubits, dragging the net with fish. Then as soon as they had come to the land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid on it, and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you, which you have just caught. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to the land, full of large fish, 153. And altogether there were so many, the net was not broken. Jesus said to them, come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them, and likewise the fish. This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. So the portion of the scripture that we read just now, it talks about what really took place when Jesus rose from the dead and he was around for 40 long days showing himself to the disciples. So disciples were wondering at times when they saw Lord Jesus Christ because they expected or they, real, they thought that Jesus died and he rose from the dead and he went back to heaven. But that was not the case. Disciples were all of, so afraid of the Roman rulers and they were shutting themselves. And Jesus made it a point that he will appear to some of the disciples or most of the disciples just to make sure that he is alive. He wanted to strengthen them. He wanted to encourage them. So the ministry that Lord Jesus Christ has started will continue. 
And here we see, moment Jesus rose from the dead, disciples left following Lord Jesus Christ, and they went to take their own profession. Here we heard, as we read, Peter saying that I am going fishing. And the disciples said, come on, we are also following along with you. And Peter went and all the disciples went and they went back to their own profession. And I realized the only reason why the disciples went back to their profession, maybe they were with Jesus all along and there was no lack. They had food on time and they had miracles and you know, nothing was lacking there. They had everything plenty. But moment they couldn't see Jesus with their physical eyes, they thought Jesus is no more and they decided, come on, let's go and take over our professions. You know, that's the reason they went on for fishing. And the chapter, uh, the scripture that we read, it talks about what really took place in the sea. So they went for fishing and during the entire night they caught nothing. And early in the morning Jesus came there and he asked them to throw the net in a particular direction. And as they obeyed, they got plenty of fish. And as we read, they were in great trouble at that point of time. Yesterday we talked about the disciples were sailing in the boat and they were hit with the mighty wind. Then they couldn't control the ship or the boat over the entire night. And finally, at the fourth watch, Jesus came down and Jesus was helping the disciples to get out of the trouble. And when Jesus came there, and we talked about in detail what was the response of Peter on that day when he saw Lord Jesus Christ. We realized that Peter was about to get out of the boat. He saw Jesus walking and coming towards him. The moment he saw something supernatural, he realized that it is something is about to happen. And he wanted to get, get himself attached with that supernatural and he said, Lord, if it is you, command me so that I can walk towards you. And Jesus walked on the water and Peter was willing to step out of the boat and he was willing to walk on the water. We realized that he was willing to take a plenty of risk on that day, knowing that Jesus is with him and the one who called him was Jesus. And now we read in John chapter 21, when Peter realized that it is Jesus, scripture says, he plunged into the water, he jumped into the water. Here we see another occasion that Peter is getting out of his boat. Yesterday we saw Peter got out of his boat when he saw Jesus come walking towards him on the water. And today we see Peter getting out of the boat and jumping into the water. Moment he realized a miracle took place. And what was the miracle that took place in chapter 21? They caught plenty of fish. And that was the miracle. You know, God at times is asking us to step out to, in order to see supernatural things. Yesterday we talked about it. If Peter was holding on to the boat, if he was not willing to get out of the boat, probably he could not have seen any supernatural thing in his life. The moment he was willing to get out, he could walk on the water. And here we see Peter is willing to jump and plunge into the water and we are going to see what are the supernatural events that took place after he made that step of faith on the day? You know, Peter, when Jesus 
told them to put the net in one direction and when he did so when they did so they caught plenty of fish and moment Peter saw let's try to understand what was Peter's reaction you know Peter got out of the boat and he immediately jumped into the sea and they are not very far from the shore scripture says they were 200 cubits away from the shore but then Peter without realizing what is happening the moment he saw Lord Jesus standing at the side of the side of the sea he decided to jump into the sea here again Peter saw something supernatural you know most of the time that's how our God works in our lives God shows something supernatural to us in order to draw us closer to him you know if you can turn back and look into your life in the past and see how many occasions that God showed himself to you and God delivered you from out of danger and God rescued you from many different uh, troubles and God showed himself that he is supernatural and moment you realize that God is supernatural you know you don't have any other option than falling at his feet and worshiping him exactly that's what Peter is trying to do here moment he saw the supernatural things taking place he was willing to jump into those sea moment he realized that was Jesus scripture says he got out of the boat Jesus was with him for close more than three years and Jesus did quite a bit of miracles but then on the day when he saw Jesus at the side of the sea he realized the risen Savior has come there and he's willing to provide them breakfast Peter realized the love of God at that moment and moment he realized that it was Jesus he jumped into the sea and Peter at that point of time never knew what is about to happen in a minute or in a moment Peter was willing to jump out of the boat and he did and he came rushing to the shore to the Savior but he had no clue of what is about to happen and we see three things there Jesus restoring Peter he, Peter was in need of a restoration because he went back to his profession he decided to follow Lord Jesus Christ and one day but now he is walking away from God he decided no matter where you go Lord I will follow you no matter what you ask me to do I will do and I will obey you but now we see the moment he lost that connection with the Lord Jesus Christ the moment he his faith was not not in function you know he lost his sight and he took on his profession Peter was in need of a great restoration there and once Jesus restores Peter we see Peter was given a great commission and eventually Jesus also prophesied concerning the end of Peter what kind of restoration the Lord Jesus was trying to do there or in other words what made Jesus or what made Peter to get out of the boat and go to Lord Jesus Christ again Peter saw a supernatural miracle taking place there Peter also saw his Savior his master Lord Jesus Christ is waiting there and the moment he saw he jumped into the water you know, think about Peter and Jesus you know the relationship was well developed over a period of time 
Jesus was not new to Peter. But when he saw Jesus on the day on this shore, there was something specific about Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, he rose from the dead, but he was not taken into the heavens. You know, they, all the moment Peter saw Jesus, I'm pretty sure the first thing that comes in his mind, any idea? What would have come in the mind of Peter the moment he saw Jesus? I'm sure he would have realized, oh, I denied my Savior. I denied my Lord. You know, that must be the first thing that would have come in his, come in his mind. And, but then he realized, even though he denied, Jesus is still loving. Jesus is still following him. Jesus has come all the way searching for Peter to the side of the shore. And Peter find, found a restoration happening within himself. The moment he saw Lord Jesus Christ waiting there. You know, Peter has seen many miracles in his lifetime. He has seen Lord God taking five loaves, uh, two fishes and blessing them and feeding the multitudes. Peter would have seen Lord Jesus Christ walking into his house and healing Peter's mother-in-law from this deadly fever that she had. Peter would have seen many miracles. But now he saw a miracle that is supernatural and that miracle is about to restore his life. You know, I want, you to, I want to draw your attention to the restoration that was taking place in the life of Peter on that day. You know, but now Peter has decided to go back for fishing and now we see Lord Jesus is intercepting his life and he's standing at the shore. And we see a great restoration taking place at that moment. Moment Peter realized that it is Lord Jesus, I'm sure he did not want to wait for Jesus or he did not want to even wait to take the boat and to reach the shore. He just got out of the boat. You know, Peter couldn't wait to see Jesus Christ. He just got out of the boat and he rushed to Lord Jesus. You know, I see a perfect timing of God there. Peter need, uh, needs, was in need of a restoration because he left his profession and he went back to his, he left, his, left following Lord Jesus and went back to his profession. And God had to restore Peter in order to build his church. Because Lord Jesus spoke to him saying that, you are Peter, you are rock, on you I will build my church. And it happened because in the first sermon that Peter preached, after Jesus restored him and anointed him, 3,000 people got added. Church was built on the first day when Peter gave the sermon. 3,000 people got added to the church and that was the first church that was established. Jesus prophesied over him saying that, on this rock, I will build my church. And Peter went in the perfect timing to meet Lord Jesus Christ. And Peter probably would have never realized that God is about to restore his life. Peter would have thought, I will go and good, say goodbye to my master and come back to my profession. He would have thought so. You know, many times in our lives, you know, we think, Lord, it is enough. It is enough. I find it so difficult to follow you, Lord. Maybe let me give a break. Maybe let me go back to my profession. Maybe five months I work in the ministry and another five months I go to my profession and remaining two months I take rest. You know, Peter was in such a situation. I may say goodbye to Peter, Lord Jesus and I may go back to my profession. You know, that, oh, that's, what, that's what is desire. But he never realized 
that Jesus is about to restore his life. And the kind of restoration that Jesus made to Peter on the day, it was for life. You know, sometimes there is a restoration takes place within us. It may remain until the camp is done. When we go back home, everything is gone. The anointing is gone, tongues is gone, and the, 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 the spirit is gone, everything is gone. Sometimes the restoration comes and dies. It all depends on us. Always God is there to restore us. It is up to us to carry that flame further. Now yesterday we were trying to tell the kids, it's good that you are praying now in tongues, but you need to practice that, you need to do that every time when you kneel down and pray. It is, it is very easy that we can put out that fire, but it is very hard to carry that flame. And Jesus was expecting Peter not to put that flame off, but he wanted him to carry that flame so that the church can be really built on him. So it was a restoration for life. And nowhere in the scripture, never again Peter turned back to the world. Once Lord Jesus Christ restored him in John chapter 21, and until his death, Peter was walking faithfully for the Lord. It was a great restoration that took place on that day. And we see, if you further read the scriptures, I'm going to read a couple of more scriptures, just listen to me. John chapter 21, verse 15. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. Verse 16, John 21. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. You know, Jesus was standing there at the side of the shore to restore Peter. And not only just restoring Peter, Jesus wanted to share his expectation to Peter. You know, many of the times when we, our life is restored, a responsibility comes along with the restoration. You know, God doesn't restore us just to keep quiet. God doesn't restore us just to, you know, be idle and doing nothing. God restores our lives with a responsibility in his hands. And Jesus came there with a great expectation of restoring Peter and assigning that great commission to Peter. And what was the question asked there? Peter, do you love me? A very simple question. A very simple question. But it is hard to answer though. And Peter answered very well, Lord, you know that I love you. And I was wondering why Lord Jesus did not ask him, if you still love me, why did you leave me and go to go and take on your profession? And Jesus asked him second time, do you really love me? Peter said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And for the third time, Lord Jesus asked that question. That was powerful. That was meaningful. That was so deep. And I believe the reason why Lord Jesus asked that question for the third time, Jesus looked at the future one day. As Peter was serving God in Rome, 
And as Nero was the Roman emperor, and Jesus knew that very well, Peter had to die as a martyr one day. Lord Jesus asked him the third time, Peter, do you really love me? That question was so deep. Peter probably he did not know what Jesus is talking about. But even that stirred up his heart. And Peter said, Lord Jesus, why are you asking me the third time? And Jesus would have said, I'm asking you because you need to die as a martyr for me. That's the reason I'm asking you for the third time. Just to make sure that you will stand for me. And he asked him again the third time, Peter, do you really love me? And Peter said, yes, Lord, I love you. And that answer had a great weight. And that answer had a great power in it. And that's the answer that made him to stand even when he was crucified upside down at the age of 65. You know, when Lord Jesus Christ restores our lives, he assigns a great responsibility to you and me. And what is the responsibility? It is easy to know the responsibility that God gives to each and every one of us. It is the heart of God. It is the heart of God. You know, heart of God is always about souls. It really doesn't matter at times what you do. It really doesn't matter how many messages you preach. It really doesn't matter how many times you go for the camp and retreat. It doesn't matter. The heart of God is always after souls. Heart of God is after that one soul which was lost. One soul which was lost. God realized that Peter had a major responsibility of building his kingdom, building the church, drawing souls into his kingdom. And God asked him, Will do you love me? It was a great commission that Jesus gave to Peter. Because our Lord doesn't want, doesn't like the souls perishing. As we read in the scripture in 2 Peter, Chapter 3, verse 9, Peter says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as someone count slackness, but it is long-suffering towards all of us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. All should come to repentance. You know, you may say that there are certain people, they are predestined, and they are the only people they come into the kingdom of God. It may, be, it may make sense in one sense, but in the other sense, if you look at the heart of God, Jesus says, I don't want any soul to perish. I want all should come to repentance. All should come to repentance. God is worried about every single soul. Doesn't matter who they are. Doesn't matter where they live, which country they live. What color they are, it really doesn't matter. The soul has only one color. Only one color. It is black. When we don't follow Jesus, when we don't accept Jesus Christ, it is black. But when it is washed with the precious blood, it turned to white. It has only one color. And Jesus wants all souls should come to repentance. You know, I believe that's a great commission. That deserves his life, not only Peter's life. It's the life of all of us. It deserves so much more. And God, Lord Jesus gave him a commission and finally he prophesied over his life. 
And what did he prophesy? We read that in verse 28 and 20, sorry, 18 and 19, John 21. When Peter said for the third time, Lord Jesus, do you know I love you? And Jesus said, feed my sheep for the third time. Handed over him the commission of building the church. And verse 18, scripture says, most assuredly, Jesus said this, listen to me. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were anger, you gird yourself and walk where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. That's all Jesus said. And now John writes, this he spoke signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me, follow me. You know, Jesus restored him and he commissioned him. And now we see Jesus prophesying the end, the tragic end that Peter is going to have. Jesus was predicting or prophesying or foretelling the death of Peter. You know, there is so much went on in the life of Peter since that point of time when he was restored. Of course, on the 50th day, the day of Pentecost, he was anointed with the Holy Spirit, the fire from above. And as we read in Acts chapter 2 down further, we read the sermon that Peter preached on that day, which brought 300 souls to the kingdom of God. And supernatural miracles took place in the ministry of Peter. And scripture records a couple of them. Scripture says, when Peter was walking on the streets, they brought the sick and laid the sick at the side of the road. At least the shadow of Peter may fall on the sick. And as Peter was walking, his shadow was falling on the sick and the sick were reviving and they were just going away, healed totally. God used this man in a mighty way. But many times Peter was also beaten up, imprisoned and tortured many different times. But he never, never turned back, turned back from the commission that he gave, he received from the Lord. Eventually he became a founder of the church. But Lord Jesus prophesied in his life saying that when you are in, a, in your old age, you will not be able to gird yourself. Someone will help you. You will stretch out your hands and someone else will gird you. you know, I'm, I know many of you are working uh, in the hospitals and in the nursing homes. As people get become older and older, they lose the ability of doing things by themselves. And they need to just stretch out your hand, their hands, and then you gird them up. You dress them up, and you get them from the bed, and you put them back to the bed. Peter would have thought, maybe that's what Lord Jesus is talking about. I'm not sure how much he realized that what God is telling about. And he also said that you will be taken to the place that which you don't like. And eventually, as we take it a little further down, when the day came in the life of Peter, this is what took place in his life. Once he denied the Lord, then when Lord God restored his life, he started following Lord Jesus Christ and he never turned back to the world or to his profession. And arrogant and cocky 
A denier has become a humble, willing, obedient servant of Lord Jesus Christ. You know, once he was away from the Lord, once he walked back to the world, and then he was restored, and he started following Lord Jesus Christ, becoming an obedient servant of Lord Jesus Christ. You know, prophecies are good, but it is important that we need to live up to the prophecy. God may speak to us many things, not necessary that everything will happen. That doesn't mean that God lied. No, not at all. God prophecies, God's prophecies will come true when we cooperate with God. When we are in perfect cooperation with the Lord, every word that he has spoken will come true in our life. Why? Simple reason. It's option. It's optional. How the salvation is an optional. You know, obedient, being obedient to the Lord is optional. Once we obey the Lord, every prophecy that is spoken in, your, in our lives will come true. And Peter has come to a stage where the prophecy that was spoken by Lord Jesus Christ is coming true in his life. And the history says, at the age of 65, Peter was taken to the place with his hands stretched. Exactly what Jesus spoke in his life. And someone else was girding himself. Not for a good thing, but to crucify him. As his hands were stretched, Peter was girded by somebody else, serving in the ministry for 40 long years. Peter came to a point in his lifetime, he counted himself not worthy. It's exactly, it echoes what Paul says at some point of time in his life. I'm not worthy, Lord. I'm not considered worthy. Lord, I'm not considered worthy. I'm not considered worthy of your calling. But still you called me, Lord. Peter was standing in the same position here. He did not consider himself worthy to be crucified at the cross in the straight way like Lord Jesus Christ. And he requested that he may be crucified upside down at the cross. Now I want to stress the point of restoration in his life. You know, if you are really restored from your backsliding, listen to me, if you are really restored from your backsliding, you will never fall back. You will never fall back. Once you are restored from your backsliding, you will just follow the Lord, no matter what it takes place. You know, Peter was following the Lord up to the cross in his life. And this morning, God is speaking to you. God is telling you, what about you? We talk so much about Peter, but then what about you? Peter was willing to get out of the boat on that day. You know, he was willing, he was not just holding onto the boat. He was willing to walk on the water. Now he was willing to jump into the water. And he was decided to leave his comfort, his profession, his business, his family, his friends and his fellowship. And he decided to leave everybody and in order to follow Lord Jesus Christ. The question that God is asking you and me is what about you? Are we willing today to leave our comfort, our position, our profession, and our business, our friends and families just for the cause of the cross? The cause of the cross demands not just our job, not just our money, not just our profession. It demands our life. Now yesterday I was sharing all the Christians are 
called to die as a martyr. All the Christians are called to die as a martyr. When you give our life to Lord Jesus Christ, when you accept Lord Jesus Christ, what do we pray? We tell him, Lord, I give my life to you. Simple prayer. Lord, I give my life to you. What does it mean? It means I give my life to you. It's no more I, it is you who lives within me. Peter was willing to die as a martyr. What about us? That's the question towards us. You know, at times there are many things holding us to the boat. And this morning God is asking you, what is really holding you? What are, what are you tied up with? You know, some of us are so grounded today. We are so strong that we don't want to do anything for God. But this morning God is asking you, I need you. I need you in my kingdom. I need you. You know, Lord was depending so much on Peter. Do you know that? If Peter was not commissioned, restored commissioned, and Lord not prophesied over his life and sent him into the world to work for him, I'm not sure whether church would have, was, will be built or not. It was a prophecy spoken into his life, and Peter was willing to cooperate with the Lord Jesus Christ, saying that, Lord, I will do it. How many prophecies are spoken over our lives? Do we cooperate today? Do we stand with God? Do we stand with the church? And do we stand with the fellowship? And do we stand with in, inside the will of God to fulfill that prophecy that God has spoken in our lives? Or we try to do something extra? Or we do try to do something outside? Peter was just following Lord Jesus Christ. No matter what it takes, he was willing to follow. And this morning, God is speaking to us. I want every one of us to close our eyes. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.